Hi, this is Madeline, a.k.a. Groisha, founder of Growing With The Seasons. Our new voice, season one, is the foundation of the intergenerational conversation. It's been in my heart to do. We need more mirrors and voices to inspire our choices. For in the reflection of each other, we all grow wiser. I know I have. To learn more or get involved in this and other co-creations and conversations, check out the website, gwtsfamily.com. We offer many ways to help you groom your authentic expression. Here we grow. Hello, welcome to our new voice. Here we go. We've got another young man, a teen. I call this one the third twin. He's been friends with Tristan and Cole for a long time. I know his family well. So after he finished eating a nice dinner, he's willing to answer some questions. So it's working out. Hi, Liam. Welcome. Hi. Yeah, the roast beef was excellent. <laughs> Very good. He hid his his uh, broccoli rob, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how were you informed of your gender? Like, how did you come to know yourself as you identify? Uh, I think a lot of role models and like seeing examples set when, from a younger age was definitely like my father and like people around me in the household. I feel like, I don't know, doing like crafts in the garage, with like tools and stuff, like a lot of like, I guess, societal stereotypes of what a guy should be kind of hammered in at a young age. So you mostly saw it, like you saw the reflection of it and you knew you were one of them and you were kind of like doing the things that they did. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that was like, I don't know when I didn't really, I wasn't really conscious of it. And then as I grew a little more kind of like, there was more of a conversation about it among like, like what a guy should be doing as opposed to like what a girl should be doing. Oh, you got like cues as far as like what was yeah, appropriate. Definitely more in school. Like, yeah, that was socialized. What do you remember some of those things being? Uh, well, specifically, I remember sitting the wrong way. Like I would always cross one leg over the other leg with my knees like together rather than like that odd triangle that mm -hmm. a guy forms with his foot on his knee. Mm -hmm. So I, I would like always, I don't know, I guess I'm very effeminate in that. So like mm -hmm. it's more pointed out by other people. So when you would sit like this, people were like, well, you're not supposed to sit like that. You're supposed yeah, to sit like yeah. this. One person, like, I feel like kind of trained me on like how to be a guy ended up being homosexual, which was I found <laughs> kind of funny. I don't know, because I feel like, yeah. That is kind of funny. Yeah, those cues are funny, right? Like little things where it's like what you can and can't do. Because you push some lines. I've seen you pass some of those lines. Didn't you like yeah. taint yourself one time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that people use to make it safe in some weird way because they don't want you to get teased. I think that parents say, yeah. don't do this because people are going to do this to I you. Heard it, yeah, less from my parents, like, yeah, more from like friends in school, I think. Like, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think your parents were telling anybody how to be over there. No, I think, yeah. And since I was younger, I think I kind of lived in like maybe being raised in a household like that was like kind of kept like a, like a, blissful ignorance about like where mm -hmm. I could like, I don't know, a lot of the decisions I made were not informed by like, I don't know, like what I thought a guy should be doing. Like, like a lot of, I don't know. So you're more authentic. You were just responding the way you really felt you weren't doing yeah, it yeah. because of what other people would think. Yeah. And that kind of like anxiety was pushed on more towards like when there was like a norm about it. Like I think, I don't know. Oh, that makes sense. So then it's kind of like, when you start to feel pressure from your peers or whomever to act a certain way, then you also start then to I'm feel like, uncomfortable yeah. about messing up or and doing it. I'm kind of like hyper focused on it. Like I'm overthinking about that a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. That doesn't sound like it makes you more comfortable. No, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, you know, some of the younger people, especially, they keep bringing in this concept of gender fluidness, that there wasn't necessarily a, uh, yeah, that an over-identification for them, but the world gave it to them, but they didn't really feel that. Yeah, and kind of like, I feel like rejecting what a guy should be and what a girl should be is kind of healthy. And I feel like it definitely mm-hmm. we're moving the right direction in that regard. Yeah, because, I mean, those are containers in a way. They're constructs, and they can limit authentic expression. Yeah. 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 Sure. And what about for the girls that you knew, like in your family, were they treated differently than the boys at all? No, I don't think so. I think, yeah, definitely. Well, there's a majority of boys, a mm-hmm. three to one majority. Mm-hmm. But in your cousins and stuff, were there more girls there? Or is it mostly no, boys? A lot of guys. <laughs> Very male dominated. I guess so that might have been, I don't know. I feel like I'm more effeminate than to be surrounded by that many guys. Like, yeah. I don't know if that is like, I guess I didn't let it get to me. Or, yeah. or maybe it just wasn't your way of being. You were more comfortable in yourself that way and you didn't need that. Yeah. I mean, who says? But yeah, I think we all get to try on whatever parts we like. But I think when you feel like yourself, you know it. You know, like when you're really comfortable with somebody and you can be authentic, like it's something you remember. And then you try to grow relationships like that one. Yeah, yeah. You're definitely like gravitated towards the people you feel more comfortable around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So anything else about being a boy? What about like emotions and being a boy? I don't know if I've mastered them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Having them, not having them? What do you mean mastered them? Yeah, like being like in tune with them, I think. I don't know. Pretty bad at that. So you don't feel in tune with your own feelings? Yeah, sometimes. It's hard to like, I don't know, grasp what I'm feeling. And like, especially like even harder to like put into words or like even like that inner conversation with yourself is mm-hmm. hard to like, it's kind of hard to break down what I'm, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. So that's maybe why you're going towards art. Cause sometimes when people don't have a verbal way of expressing, they do it in an artistic way. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know if my art is expressive enough. Well, you just start. Yeah. Yeah. You're a new artist. Yeah. So I feel like artists. a lot of the art I've been creating is like kind of more copying, like very like assignment mm-hmm. oriented and like what, mm-hmm. so I definitely have to take more time to like, See what comes out when you just start sketching and stuff like that. It's really weird. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a comfort. That's a confidence, you know, even in sharing what our emotions might be. If we don't have a a way that we've done it, we don't have confidence in doing it. So it's like anything, it's going to be awkward at first, right? Yeah. So at first, you know, you're going to judge yourself in all sorts of ways because you feel like you should already know how or how come I'm not doing this. But I think sharing emotions is a little bit charged because sometimes we're not sure why we're feeling what we're feeling and we don't want to necessarily hurt somebody, but we know we got to get something on the table. Yeah. Yeah. So then like you'll, something's built. But even just like, yeah, oftentimes like that point, I'll just try and like articulate with some words that end up not being the right ones. Like, mm-hmm. And then it's like not, I don't know, painting the right picture. Like, yeah. 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 I think that's a fair thing to say because who teaches you about emotions? Like when you're going to school and you're doing all those things, you're getting those cues from your friends, but that emotional energy of like how to deal with these fluctuations in yourself and the things you might be feeling and wondering about. And then if you do say something, somebody hears like, what, you're not happy in your life? And you're like, well, no, no, no. I'm just trying to figure myself out out loud a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There's no like class for it. It's kind of annoying. Like yeah. if there was somewhere to have the discussion, like, I don't know. Or learn how to say what you might want to say or hear someone else say it. So at mm. least you're like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like that. Do you know so what you I mean? make a podcast about this. Oh, shut up. I'm doing it. <laughs> We're doing it. 
Well, I don't know if this is the only part of it, but yeah, the ability to articulate what is actually happening for you, I think is one of the steps of mastery. Yeah. And just having the conversation is important. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, resentment grows. Like, I feel like one of the saddest things that happens is between parents and children, because at one point it's like the love affair of all love affairs. Like, you know, kids just love their parents so much. Kids love their parents so much, like vice versa. Parents love their kids. And it's like so great. And then the kid has to grow up and has to change and needs to become their real self. But there starts to be a wedge that happens between the relationship with the parent because there isn't a way to communicate what you really might have going on or feel because you didn't get used to doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I I think it's an interesting thing because I don't know if the parents know how to do it either, you know, because if we did, we would have taught you, right? I mean, I mean, I definitely tried here and there, but I know that... uh, the ones that came from me keep it more tight. They're pretty stoic, but they're genuine enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. So I often wonder like what those classes would be like, because I think what happens is sometimes if somebody has an emotion, like say that, you know, I feel bad and I tell you that I feel bad. Now you feel bad because I feel bad, but I don't need you to feel bad. I need you to understand that I feel bad about this so I can express it and move it through. Yeah. And having that conversation like later, it it just like, it's so much worse because there's like this awkwardness around it. We're like, I don't know, you you kind of have trouble articulating yourself because you're confronting like this barrier about like being kind of shy to do so. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the awkwardness kind of stops the flow. Yeah. It's kind of a positive feedback loop. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if the person stays curious and makes it about you, then it can help it come through. But if they say, but it's because you did this and I didn't mean to do that, then it's like, you're not really listening anymore. Mm. Right? And then that person took all that courage to find the words to say it. They get pushed you, even further down. Yeah. 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 I mean, I remember Tristan saying one time, he goes, being a kid is like just getting like hit over the head with a hammer all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, Tristan, that's horrible. <laughs> but I imagine like he would make attempts to come up and say something and he would receive whatever he perceived to be like, I'm not for you, quiet over there. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So that's that's a sad truth. So yeah, all right. Well, then I think we're learning that articulating ourselves in general is something we have to practice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Something that gets easier over time too. For sure, because you realize that it kind of feels good. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like when you go swimming, when you first go in the water, it's kind of cold. You're like, oh, it's too cold. But when you're in there and you start swimming, it's like, oh, this is really great. It's nice to be able to swim. Yeah. Yeah. So I I agree. So is there anything else you want to say about knowing yourself? So you identify as a boy, a he? Yeah, yeah. He, him. A he, him. Okay, very good. So then is there anything else about growing as a young man or being a boy that you remember receiving messages about or how you knew you were one? I think like my scope on it is limited because it's not something I really thought about mm-hmm. from like a young age. Like mm-hmm. it's more something, it's more like a recent conversation. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised that it is such a big conversation to be truthful. When I first was started to ask it, I wasn't asking it based on this whole, you know, conversation that's happening universally around gender. I was asking it because I know that that's the first template or construct that you take on as a human. You know, like you come in and you're the baby and then you're the baby what? And then they treat you a certain way because you're that. 
and then your life is groomed. Yeah, like it all gets built around this idea. Yeah, and you're handed like specific toys, and you're taught to do specific things. Yeah, and so different people responded to that differently. So for me, the research had nothing to do with this big topic. It had to do with that's the way to understand how people are informed of who they are. So that leads us to the next question: What did you learn about yourself in relationships? You know, like, so that means like in the reflection of other men your age or boys your age or girls or siblings or cousins, like, what did you learn about yourself? You kind of touched on it already when you mentioned that you had a little bit more of an effeminate way to you than some of the other masculine energies around the family. Yeah, I don't think I, I yeah, I don't think it was a bad thing. Initially. No, I don't think it's yeah. bad at all. But see, when you heard me say that, did you feel like I was saying it was bad? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I, anytime oh. I hear anyone say it, it's usually in a negative context, so. But to me, that means that's where you're more balanced, right? That means that you're able to express that part of you as well as the other parts of you. You know, you're a Pisces. Yeah, true. Both fish. (laughs) You know, so for me, it's like your unique way of expressing Liam. Do you know what I mean? And it makes you probably bring up. It's kind of existed in my mind as that always too. Like that's, I've never been like, this is an effeminate thing. I'm doing to like get in tune with my effeminate side. I'm just like. This is the way you are. Yeah. It'd be fun to do that. And not stopping yourself because of some rigid man code or some idea. Yeah, no yeah. offense, but like that idea that something could come through that's like, well, I can't be that because I'm this. It's like, well, no, I kind of feel like going to do that. So I'm going to go do that. Yeah. It's not that I haven't felt like the anxiety surrounding that though. Like I'm very, I feel like I'm not my genuine self a lot. Like in that, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm wearing a lot of masks and trying to like, I don't know. Like I won't wear earrings to work. Like, Oh, yeah. So you, so you only show certain parts, yeah, certain yeah. places. I, yeah. And kind of like my boss was like giving me shit about like painting my nails. So I, I feel like I've like kind of reduced doing that. Or like, I don't know. Oh, that's interesting how something outside of you could change that. Yeah. So I feel like it's like, I don't know. It's so hard to be your genuine self. Like, because people, I don't know. Maybe it's specifically hard to be your genuine effeminate self, but. Oh, that's interesting. Nuance. Give you grief. Like, yeah. Maybe it's and where it's, we live. Well, it is partly where we live. We, we do live in Sussex County, and there is definitely a way that the worldview might be more narrow yeah. in this part of the woods. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I also think it's interesting how somebody will make a point of trying to change you yeah. to what they think you should do. Right? And that's, that's like a, a subversive way of being a little bit controlling. And, and you were saying, okay, well, I want to have peace here. And I want to be able to deal with this and not, you know, be kind of confronted. So I'm going to do it your way. Yeah. And still do my job and then do it my way somewhere else. Yeah, where I can. Yeah. With whom I can. But that's a bummer that it limits authenticity because, like you said, it can lead to these thoughts you're having, like being a mask. Yeah. 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 That chameleon thing is so interesting. You know, archetypes are such a... Uh, concept that I think about a lot and so your age and stage the teens like we really are trying on different ways of being you know what I mean like so you're going in and out of kind of characters in a way kind of shaping yourself and learning but in my younger years I would definitely like a lot I guess another thing for the first question that would like inspire me would be like a lot of the things I saw like in media like a lot of tv shows I would always like pick or latch on to like a specific character and like start to exemplify like traits that kind of emulate them. Oh, interesting. So then it really makes sense to the mirror is that you were using the mirrors of the things that you thought were cool 
yeah. to grow yourself cooler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I suppose that's a, a basic thing that a lot of people do as well, but don't always articulate that that's what they're doing. Yeah, it's not something I kind of realized I was doing. It was actually Tristan that pointed that out. He was like, yeah, pretty much that. Just like, Because <laughs> he was doing it too? I don't know. I think I would do it to like a certain, like an extreme. Like it would be pretty like, I, I, would, I don't know. Just kind of become these characters. Like. Well, you know, Pisces are mutable characters. You know, mutable meaning that they're always changing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Leos, which Tristan and Kula are fixed characters. Mm-hmm. So that's just their makeup, you know what I mean? And that's the kind of stuff that just is interesting because we didn't know to recognize these things as just the way people are because we might push somebody like, you should be this way, you should be that way. It's like, well, no, this is the way I am. Mm. And I work with you this way and you're that way. And like, yeah. you know. It's kind of, yeah, being mutable is like kind of annoying because you kind of like can lose the flow that you're like, I guess if you're a fish in a stream, like the current is really strong and it's like really <laughs> easy to get like lost. That's why it's good to have good friends that can anchor yeah. you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can appreciate that because if you're mutable, you're meeting whatever's in front of you and you're able to transform yourself into whatever's in front of you. And you can kind of forget what you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in pretty bad ways. Yeah. But I definitely will never forget the kid covered in tie-dye. So I think yeah, yeah. I, I, I captured your, we captured your essence around them. Yeah, I think, like and I think knowing Leos who knew me then is like kind of, I don't know, brings me back to who I like to be. Yeah, yeah, definitely adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's interesting. So then it sounds like you've been really influenced in a mirror way in your relationships. It, like mirror, meaning that you weren't necessarily talking about it with the people, but you were changing because yeah, of it. Yeah, something I would think about. And I think a lot of times in like relationships and stuff, it would always be like retrospective growth where I would like think back to like who I was or how I was and like kind of see traits about myself that I was like, no, that was bad. Like, I can't believe I did that. Like, mm-hmm. so I would kind of like, I don't know, just going forward, try and not do that. Like, but you don't feel bad. Like you don't make yourself feel bad or stay guilty because of it. Like you make peace and keep going or does it stay with you? I don't know. I think like sometimes like it's one of those thoughts that like you just get and it comes back as a wave and you're like, oh my God, like something <laughs> you'll see or do will remind you of something uh, and you're uh-huh. like, Jesus. <laughs> you're like, oh, that was so yeah. gross. And that was me. Yeah. But then yeah. I just kind of keep going. Like you can't. Uh-huh. Uh, so you're able to laugh at yourself. Yeah. Because we're all just avatars, just playing it out. Being yeah. Silly. yeah. Cartoon characters, if you will. Yeah, I can appreciate that. I know like my sister sometimes pull up stories and I'm like, oh, don't tell that yeah, story. No, no, no. You know, yeah. like I hate that I did that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I hear that. All right. So anything else in relationships in regards to anything else that you learned? What about with girls and stuff? What did you learn I about yourself? With girls, I learned I'm a pretty, like I could be pretty difficult. And I think like <laughs> it kind of taught me patience because like that's what I would ask for. So like that is what I would like be kind of the best at giving oh so you recognize that you were going to be someone who took a certain amount of tolerance time. yeah and time stuff like and stuff yeah. like that not tolerance so more time no patience tolerance. And t- <laughs> all that yeah like anything that's yeah all right all right and that you offered to give that back so that's that's reciprocal yeah. and i think it's kind of something i thought of in retrospect too like it's kind of like i've always i don't know i can lose my patience pretty easily too like mm-hmm. behind the wheel a lot Think oh really? You're a like, crazy driver. Usually I tend to like stay zen, but I've noticed like I emulate my father in like that one. <laughs> my road rage is like it can be rough. 
or not even that like i'll be mad i'll just like my body like i'll realize i'm tense and i'm going like like i'm just like trying to keep this guy in the right lane like i don't know because he like no passing on the right but like (laughs) so your dad has a thing about no pass on the right well no no that's just like you don't pass on the right so like if some guy's gonna get over to the right lane and he's gonna try and pass me then i'm gonna try and like can like keep him in the right lane. like we're gonna go the same speed (laughs) until the next car in the right lane is there and you have to get back behind and i don't even like it just clicks like and i just do it and then i'm like oh my god like go of the wheel like yeah that's so funny that's another like pass along right like you didn't necessarily decide to do that you're imitating that and it's like in and it's a way to show frustration yeah because i think like I think, I don't know, especially on the road, people lose it a lot. Like, they just forget people are behind wheels. Like, if I thought, like, if it was, like, I don't know, other like, if I could see the person, I feel like there'd be more of a connection. Like, but I'm like, no, nah, that's, it. like, that car is my enemy. Like, it's a lot easier to, like, <laughs> and, yeah, make an enemy out of, like, not. Well, it's also, like, a safe way to pick a fight in a way. Like, you got a whole bunch of a big car around you and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Like, you know, it's not like you're standing there right in line with somebody and you're saying, excuse me, sir, I yeah, think I was it's first. It's because I would, like, power in that. Like, I would melt. If that but with happened. a big car and an engine, yeah. it'd be like, come on! Like, come on. There. Yeah, I could totally, like, I could block you out for a while. <laughs> you gotta drive pretty far to get past me. That's so funny. It's like the car's a weapon. Yeah. So I gotta work on my patience there. But other than that, I think... I like that you recognized how you needed to give what you need to receive. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. that's a beautiful thing. That's rather a fair than like thing. working on being difficult, I worked on being more patient. Yeah, <laughs> nice. That was a you pull do what up. You can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice one. Good answer. All right. Is there anything else about relationships you want to share before we go on to the next one? I think that's it. All right. Yeah. All right. So the next question is how do you know the truth like and that's interesting based on what you and i were just talking about you know like how do you discern for for liam like how do you know in your heart that it's the right thing for you yeah i don't know this is a tough one. like i was kind of i don't know i think like i kind of just believe what i tell myself a lot like I, I put a lot of stake in like what i think which is kind of like a self-centered thought but mm-hmm. uh I don't know how else I would like, but wouldn't that be normal for someone who's 19 years old, right? Because you had the, the individual that came in and then joined the family, you know what I mean? So you became into it and then like you developed a character and now you kind of like protect and build that character really in a way, narcissism is like an overlay on everybody and not narcissism and like the diagnosis of you're a bad person that you're self-obsessed in a way, because that's like the main thing that you're trying to figure out. Yeah, I think it's also like really hard not to be self-obsessed when like nobody really knows you like you know you like mm-hmm. you and nobody and you don't really know anybody else the way that they know like you'll never truly know like everything about someone so like everyone's kind of projecting some like mm-hmm. form of themselves. So and then I guess, the social media thing, it's like you're that version that's on social media. Like, is that really you or is that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you can build a whole character on social media. Yeah, I think I've definitely distanced myself from doing that and like mass media like i don't like i don't know i don't like posting on instagram as much like mm-hmm. just all that stuff like mm-hmm. i don't know i kind of lost that character i guess or i don't want to it's a lot there's so many characters to keep track of i guess but like <laughs> how many I are there liam how many well, are there's there? like work me then there's like second work me and then there's like me and like the family i feel like there's me for like everybody like oh so then whoever you're with you kind of shape yourself to meet that energy yeah i wouldn't say like toxically or like like oh i don't think it's bad yeah Yeah. no i mean it's a gift in a way yeah but yeah 
no it's a strength because you can kind of go with the flow of what's going on yeah the mutability i guess yeah no Miles is mutable too as a Gemini and like he used to jokingly call him the master of versatility and change because he really does, even though he keeps a strong hold, he's pretty changeable in a lot of ways. He'll mm-hmm. be thinking about this, now he's yeah. doing this, now he's doing this, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I'm definitely, yeah, I get latched on to like specific like, I don't know, I guess like parts about myself or mm-hmm. new things. Like I'm always like kind of doing a lot about one thing and then I'll mm-hmm. move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So then if you don't know what your truth is, how do you make decisions? I just kind of know. I don't know. I don't know. If oh, I so like... maybe there's an intuition involved? Yeah, I guess so. It's kind of just trusting what I, I guess like it can kind of go wrong, but like trusting what I believe. Like, mm-hmm. So sometimes you can trick yourself. Like you can have, yeah, like, a, yeah. like, yeah, let's do this. Like, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. So that will go well. Like, and then I realized that like, I don't know. Then like, I don't know, not everything. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody believes my truth. Well, I don't know that anybody else has the same truth. Like there's this, they call it like nods, like we're all part of the same truth over different truths, right? We're all part of the truth, but we each unique parts of it. Yeah. Right. So that makes it so there's strength or value in learning the other person's truth. Cause now my perspective and my awareness is bigger because mm-hmm. it may not be my truth, but now I can appreciate and understand where that comes from too. Yeah. Yeah, this might be what I see. You know what I mean? So, so I get it. So then the truth, what about spirituality or like anything that makes you feel kind of like a higher selfish or, you know what I mean? Like higher self when I say that, does that word, do you know what I mean when I say that? Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know. I kind of think of like, I've kicked around this idea of like the fact that I will relive like every life. I don't know. Like it's called the, the egg theory, mm-hmm. but it's pretty solid. I don't know. So it's an egg theory that suggests that we'll just keep recycling. Yeah, you basically like reincarnate as everyone on Earth until you're done. Like everyone throughout time too. So like, wow. Yeah, it's kind of self-centered, but I don't know if I like believe it, but it's pretty cool, and I'd like to believe it. I don't think I can really like. I don't know. So then, so say because you know I like to study these cards. I think about this deck of cards. That means like you become every card like you play every hand yeah and then from that place you evolve to whatever it is or yeah whatever's next i think it like but i think i don't like i don't know i guess not spirituality but like a lot of religions that kind of like promise you something like i feel like that's always a trap like i'm always just maybe it's like Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm -hmm. but there's something about me that's like nah like and i can't like get myself to buy into that like Mm So, so it's like if you're good you won't go to hell yeah like i don't like mm-hmm. that yeah mm-hmm. i don't like how that's like a reward factor like mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's been references i know my mother likes to say that we create this hell like this is the way hell is like that our heaven is our ability to accept and be happy mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah, that if we stay fighting it and and resisting it because whatever you're going to live you're going to live so how you respond is your your best yeah everything you know what i mean because if you take it on like, oh, it's not fair, and this, and they got to, and I didn't get to, then, you know, you're singing the song of poor me, and then you're just, like, sinking in a hole that makes bad soup. I think, like, the idea that, like, yeah, I would like that, like, you can build your own heaven, like, mm-hmm. that may have, that, to me, is, like, what, like, many, like, maybe a religion started in, mm-hmm. and then, like, it kind of, like, got twisted and, like, spun into, like, this monetizing scheme. That's kind of the way I think about them. Like yeah, it has like that, yeah. like pure thought and you can use it, like, you can apply it properly to your life, but like 
can get out of hand really quickly. Mm -hmm. And like, there's, mm -hmm. it's kind of a system built to get out of hand really quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like what you're suggesting that we have these pure thoughts and then they get used to be yeah, able like, to. How can I monetize this? Right. Well, I mean, you played it out in the game of conversation when a character isn't sure that they're okay the way they are. And then something stronger than them says, this is what you need to do. And this is how you do it. And you start doing that thinking it's going to make you better. Mm. Right. So not everybody has that leader in them that wants to be that maverick, more pioneer like energy. Some people just want to follow. So, they so tell me what I'm yeah. supposed to do. And all right, we're going to make these churches and these places for you all to come to and we're going to keep everybody there. But it did start to make money. Yeah. Right? I think some of the richest people are the churches. Mm. You know, I don't know. I don't count their money. But from what I understand, at least the references I've heard in the past, that they, they hold some value or some gold, if you will. Yeah. So, yeah, I think... I don't know that it was fully meant to be like a manipulative extortion yeah, scheme. Yeah, I don't know how much of that think, I'm like in part. Like how much no, no, I think that, I think that's, that's a fair too. thing to say because I think people did lose their way trying to ask something yeah, else to tell us how we are. definitely a way we lost. Yeah. 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 So we got to be careful of that. But I think people who like kind of apply it to themselves and like think like, I don't know, who aren't, I don't know, maybe not they're indoctrinated, in but like, they, indoctrinated to me yeah mm -hmm. and uh well i know when i was a young girl and they were teaching me in the in i went to catholic school for 12 years they were teaching me the things and the teachings of the bible and this and that and as young as 10 years old i went up and i said this is blasphemy like what you're saying yeah. is ridiculous like there's no way that the thing that i feel connected to in the woods and that i touch in my heart would ever tell us to feel bad or that we should be ashamed or not good, like to make us afraid. Like nothing that loves us wants us to be afraid all the time. And when I come to the classes, I always feel like you're trying to make me afraid of being myself. Yeah, there's that like fear that's in part. That's kind of why maybe I have that toxic idea about it. Like right. I was always one in class, like challenging any yeah, story we heard. Too. I was like, like how is the how is Adam and Eve possible? Like we'd all be inbred. And they're like, <laughs> like I'll get back to you. I gotta ask the priest. Like like and then I'd never hear an answer on that. But like. It was kind of like, I don't know, I could see the like good parts about Christianity when my mom painted it as like, she was like, the Bible is not like fact. It's like an allegory that you're, it's like any story that mm -hmm. you just apply to your life. So I'm like, yeah. so I think, I don't know if I'm spiritual, but I definitely like seek the meaning of a story. Like, so yeah. like movies I'll like, I'll like look for like meaning behind them or like a glimpse at like what they can tell me. I don't know. So mm -hmm. I guess like mm -hmm. it's the 21st century spirituality. Yeah, you know, I agree. I agree with all of that. I do that too. I look at the things that are happening and see how they're playing out, what we could learn from them when yeah, I watch things. song, especially for me, I feel like it's very spiritual. Mm -hmm. And listening. it's all ways that we get connected to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I yeah, I don't know true. if I have like specific spirituality though. Yeah. I like the solipsistic idea because I think it's fun that if you think about like, you're everybody, like why would you want to be mean to people? Like. Yeah, well, that's what the yoga says, too. When I learned that Kundalini, they're like, that's you, you're me. Like, in this moment, you're talking, I'm talking to myself through myself living in this experience. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, it's all one essence yeah. in a way, and that we're all just playing it out. But I think that ego idea or that idea of ourselves, like, well, I have to be the one who knows the answer. Or I have to be the one who shows everybody that I'm not a mess up. Or I have to be the one who gets all the money or whatever. Do you know what I mean? That can drive us away from the inclination to just be yeah. nice to each other. Yeah. Whenever we all want the same thing, the competition stuff. Yeah, it's difficult. It plays out.
definitely plays out. So yeah, so I guess the truth is something you're still discerning, but you have learned to use your intuition. And sometimes you're impulsive, but you're learning. Yeah, I guess like slowing down and like, I don't know, this isn't really something I thought about before hearing this question. So yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate the process. I also think like confronting myself and thinking like, what is the truth? Like, or like, and what is your truth, right? Like, I don't know, what do you feel? Like, kind of like having that conversation that I don't tend to have with myself mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. kind of trusting myself less, I guess, like going less with intuition because it's been wrong in the past and probably can be again. Well, I, I mean, if I'm there's a better. desire for adrenaline and excitement and intuitions in there too, because I mean, I found my mind could talk me into anything, anything mm. I wanted to do, yeah, I, I could justify, I think, yeah. right? Like my mind is, is on my side and it kind of does what I want to do. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I definitely had to learn. I would say the way I learned that is what's the ripples of what I'm going to do. Mm. Right. Because yeah, yeah. when I sat in anything like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Who's going to tell me? No, I'm doing it. That was one level. But then when I realized me doing that would mean what to other people. And then the teachings like, you know, came in younger like, wait a minute, like that's happening to me. Like if that person gets hurt, I feel hurt. Yeah. Like not to everybody, but like your best friend or yeah. like your mom, like if you're hurting those people you really love and you're kind of hurting it's yourself. It's hard balance too. Like mm-hmm. it's hard to not get lost in like the anxiety of thinking about what the consequences, like, I don't know, like sometimes you can just get like pent up and like you won't make the decision because you've spent too much time thinking. About it. Like, yeah. but I think I tend to go the other way more or I have gone the other way more. I don't know if I might have flip-flopped on that. Well, you're maturing. I mean, you're leaving your adolescence, sort of. I mean, you're going into being 20 next year, you know, so you're on the tail end. And I do think impulse control is a level of mastery as well. Mm -hmm. And so it's that check-in, you know, like you'll see me around the house, like I'll check my body, like I'll say, is it yes or is it no? Like I'll check into my whole self and not just my monkey mind getting me whatever I want. It's like, well, let's slow down, take some breaths, check in, does it feel right? And then kind of wait for a sign, like wait to see that that's what's meant to happen, right? Like let let the universe or let the outside world respond. Because if I'm pushing and making it all happen, a lot of times I found for myself, that's when it's me pushing for my idea yeah. and not really paying yeah, attention. Kind of like, yeah, you can, like, yeah, get a little back. maniacal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you absorb it all. We're going to do it. Come on. Like, <laughs> my way, my way. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's some of that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, then I guess that's a good one. I appreciate that. That's not an answer we've had before, and it's very truthful. So thanks, Liam. Thank you. And then the last thing that we're talking about is what shared values would you suggest for all of us, you know, as the universal family, if you will, like what are two, three, whatever shared values, things that you feel like would be good foundations to build things on? Like, I feel like we kind of touched on one that I'm you and you're me. Mm-hmm. So how I treat you is how I treat me. Yeah, definitely like weighing the consequences of your actions. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Something that like definitely need to work on, but like I feel like everybody should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slow down to know like what you're doing and how it's touching. Yeah, and definitely like patience, like having the patience to do that and just having mm-hmm. the patience with other people who need to do that. Mm-hmm. Nice. So then there's a great shared value for patience. And yeah, I feel like, yeah, yeah. especially patience and decision decision making mm-hmm. which is something i tend to like not have okay nice any other values that you think we would want to share that's plenty just check it in before we wrap it up i don't know yeah yeah well i would say there's a value in being able to 
connect to other generations. Like in this moment, I'm grateful to have the time I've known you so that we can sit and talk. Like we've never sat and talked like this, Mm -hmm. right? So it's interesting that you can know a person and have them in your life. So I would say find the value in the people around you. Yeah, definitely. Because you'd be surprised what like heart to hearts can do. It's pretty meta, but yeah. (laughs) That's definitely like the conversation needs to happen. So like, I don't know. It'll get easier and it'll be a better conversation the more it happens. So like Mm -hmm. just taking the steps and like starting the conversation is important. Nice. So be brave. Yeah. That's hard to do too. (laughs) That's tough. Well, you were brave today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate you coming, Liam. No problem. All right. Well, I guess that's all we have for today. We're just going to like close out with a couple of breaths. Thank you for the space and time. Thank you for this conversation. May each and every family find ways to have conversations between their hearts. May we listen for the sweet spot. May we carry away with us new information to help us grow really sovereign, peaceful foundations. Thanks, Liam. Love your family and all of you so much. Thank you. Thanks for for coming. My pleasure. Hi, this is Madeline again. If you're interested in learning more about co-creation and building a new foundation, check out the website, gwtsfamily.com, and get involved. Join us in growing this frequency of more peace and harmony and possibility. wisdom of my teachers and my elders and the wisest part of me what is it that's going to set us free how can we find harmony in this family please teach me show me the way I know the way will open where is it where's the fire rhythm in the middle Stay centered. Stay true. Do what you're here to do. That's what'll soothe your soul. Rhythm in the middle Rhythm in the middle Rhythm